Okay. Hey guys, welcome back to Deeply Steeped. Today's guest is a guest that you have heard before, um, although this time is a little more planned. Last time wasn't really a planned guest appearance, but this time it is. So welcome to the stage, Hannah. It's me. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, it's glad. I'm really happy to be here. We're happy to have you. We all are. <laughs> all of my steeply deep fans. Deep, just deep. You know how people have a name for their fans? We call them tea bags. Oh, that's a good one. Hey, tea bags. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Welcome back to Deeply Steeped. Um, yes, Hannah is a amazing person great friend. We've oh, been stop. friends for 10, 11 years. <laughs> I'd say half of it, our lives. Yeah. And we were just saying it feels like longer, but mm -hmm. um, here we are. That's like, yeah, it's half our lives. So thanks for sticking with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Glad we made it this far. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Cool. So when I introduced this topic to Hannah, she didn't really like it. Because I wanted to call this episode, You Can't Sit With Us. Um, <laughs> and that's really off-brand for me. Because I'm like, hey, sit with me. Sit with us. Right. Let's talk about that. <laughs> because this, top, this, this episode is not about excluding people or being rude or bullying. <laughs> like, that's not what this is. <laughs> this is really about, you know, who do we allow in our inner circle in our lives and why is it important to think about those things um rather than just considering everyone we come in contact with a friend well i could kind of share how my perspective on friendship has changed because i i think um if we talk about earlier i was definitely like uh, the opposite of what you described like uh, not like i was very much like yeah anyone can be my friend anyone can be super close to me you know right. but um yeah, no, my perspective has changed so much in, like, I'd say the last five years. And I think you witnessed that in me as well. You've probably given me advice, like, mm -hmm. Hannah, like, what's going on? And you've seen me kind of struggle and battle it. But I think the big thing is, um, as a kid, if, you know, and I feel like a lot of people relate to this. As a kid, if you're someone who is excluded a lot, or um, you go through some sort of, like, where you just don't, you just don't feel included, you kind of grow up and make it a point to make sure nobody else feels how you used to feel. And I think as a child, I moved around to a lot of different schools. So I had a lot of encounters with like being included and being in the popular clique and then not being in the popular clique over here and like just different people handling me. And so I always was like, I'm including everybody and in everything I do. Um, but yeah, there is a downside to that if you don't do it in a wise way. Right. And I think, um, when you're younger too, you're kind of, you want to have a lot of friends. Like you want everyone to be your friend. You want everyone to like you. Um, that's fine because you're a kid. But as you get older, people move to different schools. People move on. You realize how different you are the older you get, um, and how draining it is to really have deep friendships when you're older, especially if you don't all go to the same school, right? Mm -hmm. And especially when you're done school. Mm -hmm. And you actually have to put effort in to see people. Talk about that part. People don't realize. Um, some some friendships are just based off of where you're at right now. You know, school, right. church, work. Yeah, some friendships are just short term and like, that's okay. But um, if you're not used to that, 
because you've just come out of school and you never really had to consider that, right? Like, these people are just friends for now. Because you, when you're younger, you say, like, oh, they're going to be, we're all going to be friends forever. But mm-hmm. it's not really, that's not how that works. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think, like, so my situation um, growing up, like, you asked earlier, like, oh, what's your friend journey? Is that how you worked it? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Where we cut out experience, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but if if I can like look back, um, and I mentioned this in a YouTube video plug, um, <laughs> I mentioned it there where um, I grew up in a very specific. I had a very specific experience where uh, my parents were immigrants coming into Canada. Um, so when they came to Canada, they stuck with. Um, people who spoke the same language, came from the same country, had the same kind of experience as refugees or as immigrants. Um, and then on top of that, they were believers. So we went to the same church. So a lot of my upbringing as a child was not just being raised by my parents, but having this sort of extended family um, where we were kind of all walking with it together. And so I had a lot of aunties and uncles, cousins and friends, and these were all church people, but they're also like family. And so I didn't have to pursue friendships mm-hmm. like I just had them there because right. I would see these people Sunday Saturday Friday Wednesday and then our parents made it a point to put us into the same schools and so then I would see them at school and then after school and I would chill so it was very much like I had this big group of people that I felt safe and comfortable with um so I guess making friends didn't come as naturally to me because it was just sort of like, I've never really had to per se. Um, and of course I went to public school in different schools. So I had experience in making friends as a kid, but again, uh, yeah. So l- like I said earlier, um, being left out in certain school settings made me a very kind of open person. And like, I'm accepting of all people. And I had a lot of friends from different cliques, um, especially in high school. I was just with a lot of different people. Um, and then it came to a point in my in my uni age where I kind of got to like my max. And I was like, this is like, oh, so impossible. Um, That's what I was going to ask is, is if there was a moment that you were like, oh my goodness, I can't keep up with all these people. Yeah. And yeah. then like, how did you come to that moment? Was it just like a time when you were like, it hit you when you're overwhelmed or did something happen? Mm-hmm. I think like the main moment I think of is um, in first year, I moved to Toronto for an internship, um, not internship, like just a work co-op type oh, of thing. Yeah. Um, and so while I was there, I was there to do work, but I also, you know, got planted into like a church over there, right? Kind of same setting, an Ethiopian church, believer. So something I was comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, And that was a really great experience. Those people were so welcoming. And then I quickly made friends with a lot of those people. Um, And then on top of that, my friends and family from Kitchener also were making friends with uh, a lot of those people. So it kind of seemed like for that season, there was like 50 of us constantly. Um, And I would be texting and messaging like all of these new friends and old friends consistently. And on top of that, doing work and doing ministry and the type of person I am is like, I form very deep relationships. So I'm not really good at like the surface type of like level relationships, like, and which is something I had to learn, but I had a lot of deep relationships with a lot of people. 
And I think towards the end of that work term, which was like August, I started to feel the heaviness of it. Um, I started to feel like so, um, I don't know how else to describe it, but like heavy and like tired and I wasn't taking care of myself. And after like a lot of like analyzation and like thinking about like what I went through, cause there's also other layers to my life that was going on at the same time that a lot of people didn't know. Um, but during that time, um, I'm realizing like there was really no one to blame but myself because I was the one who was setting my own boundaries and I was the one having unrealistic expectations. So because I made these deep relationships with a lot of people um, from different parts of like the city, um, and of course I had my school friends, like I had just like a lot of people, um, I felt like I had to maintain all of these relationships to the same level and degree that I had formed, that other relationships took years to form. And so I'm giving um, some of these newer friendships or relationships like a lot of time, a lot of like, you know, just just a lot of my time. And then I'm realizing, oh, like my other friendships are like kind of weak over here because like I'm giving not the same amount of time. And then my other friends over here feel neglected. And I had just a lot of conversations with a lot of friends of people being like, hey, you're not here for me or you're not present. And that's not to blame any one group. Um, but it was me, it was a really huge learning experience for me because I was like, wow, um, I think in that moment, um, God was showing me, um, uh, sort of like this idea of, I'm giving you something in your hand, Hannah. Like I'm, I'm giving you these responsibilities. I'm giving you these friendships. I'm giving you these experiences over here. But although I gave you these, you opening up your hand to grab more and to have more and to seek more, the things I've given you in the first place are slipping through the cracks of your finger. Mm -hmm. And so I got deeply convicted um, for my home church, for my friends in Kitchener, for my family. And I realized like I wasn't being present there. I wasn't being a good friend here. And I wasn't being like a loving daughter. I wasn't, there was, I was failing in so many areas because I was trying to do everything. And then um, I just kind of learned like, I need to like prioritize. I need to go through and say, okay, well, hold on. What's actually important to me? What did God initially give me? Cause I can't let that stuff go. And so it went back to family. And so I, I went on this journey of like loving my family, putting my family first. Um, it went back to ministry, my, my local church, you know, where God started me off at. It's like putting my energy and time into that ministry. And then it went to my close handed group of friends and being like, these friends have known me for so long. They stuck by me. They've endured this season where I just was a horrible friend and I neglected them. Like I'm not letting go of these people. So I'm investing and I'm putting my time, energy and love into these people. And um, it was definitely a journey. And I think for like a year, I was kind of going through it and I was going back and forth. And I had moments of like isolating myself and moments of becoming jaded and being like, yeah, I don't want any friends. And that was dangerous at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think that's, I hope that answers your question. It does. Um, but I think like, I, I mean, until you're in that situation anyways, and you realize that sometimes by jumping into deep friendships, um, you'd lose your other ones. And, and just to be aware of that, sometimes you're okay with that. And sometimes you're like, no, I can't, but it's, um, I think it's just so important to know already 
what boundaries you have or I don't know like when I was going into um my DSW program like people made jokes about me not (laughs) (laughs) because I was like I'm not here to make friends (laughs) (laughs) and like if they if they would say like oh this is my friend they'd be like oh sorry Maisha you're not my friend like forgot we're not friends (laughs) and like it it sounds mean but like (laughs) we joked about it or like I would call them a friend or like if I was talking to, about them to somebody else be like oh this is my friend I'm like oh sorry we're not friends we're just classmates <laughs> like mm-hmm. it was a joke but also like true <laughs> mm-hmm. because I was like I know that a lot of these people are like my school friends though they were great people and I had mm-hmm. so much fun with them and like um the one girl that I did my placement with like I really enjoyed being friends with them that year but I knew that that was going to be it, <laughs> and so my heart was already kind of guarded with that. I didn't, like, share anything super deep with them. I didn't go out of my way to spend time with them outside of school, like, and I, there was this podcast I was listening to, and they were talking about, like, different types of friends. Yeah. Because there was, like, friends, like, oh, people, you just kind of throw that word around, friends slash acquaintances, um, and then the other group would be, like, people that you really let into your life and that you value their opinion and you share deep things with. And then um, the girl in the podcast described them as like, what did she say? EGPs? (laughs) Like extra grace people? (laughs) And it was like, (laughs) and it was like, these are people that like, you can't call if you're in an emergency. Like they're not going to drop everything, come to you. Um, but maybe you're that person for them because maybe there's just somebody who they need a friend or they just need someone to talk to or whatever. And they consider you a really close friend, but they're not the person that you go to Mm -hmm. for that kind of thing. And it's okay to have a couple of people in your life like that. But if all of your friends are like that, you're going to feel super drained and and you have to limit the amount of time, you know, you still have to have boundaries with that, but that there are some people in your life like that. Because I think that was a lesson for me, too. Because there was a season in my life where I felt like I didn't have any friends that wanted to put effort into having a friendship with me. Like, I felt like I was the one always having to reach out first, always having to make plans first. Mm-hmm. And it was so, like, it was like a summer, I think, in my life. And I felt so sad and lonely because I was like, if I don't text anyone, no one texts me. Like, mm-hmm. It was exhausting to be that person in every friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then I think I just became super sensitive. But then um, I think when you just become more secure in your other friendship, then it's like, okay, it's okay to have a couple people in my life like that. Like, it doesn't mean that I have to shut them out right away or cut them out. Maybe I can just be someone to pour in for them mm-hmm. in this time. But they're not, you know, a super close friend. It's just somebody that I can be there for with boundaries does that make sense yeah it does no it does and I, and I think like um it's good that you went through like the different types of friends and what that looks like because I, I don't like you said I don't think a lot of people talk about it and I think it's something you learn after you mm-hmm. fail <laughs> you yeah. know like, you go through it and, and then you kind of get to that point that you were getting to in the summer and I was getting to in the summer where I was like hey like not all not every friend is created equal in a sense like the, we're not all when yeah. we say friend, I could say friend to a lot of people, but it doesn't necessarily translate to the exact same definition for each person. Right. Um, and 
and yeah it's important for people like it's just a maturity thing really to and like a self-awareness thing like knowing kind of where you stand in their life and knowing where they stand in your life and taking inventory of that and and just assessing correctly and not being so um like I I love and I talk to you about this a lot like vulnerability Mm -hmm. I love being vulnerable I think it's a strength not a weakness you know um but there definitely was a time where like uh my vulnerability and I used my vulnerability in a way that wasn't safe or respectable to me um and I think when you become vulnerable with people you have to think of it in a lens of like is this vulnerability purposeful like is there a good purpose behind this um because I kind of went through a period when I when I used to be like really, really open and I'm connected to all these people to a period where I was like, I'm closed off, I'm isolated, I don't trust a lot of people. And both of those types of like people, you shouldn't be, you know, like they're both not good. <laughs> and so after I went away from the whole, I'm closed off, I'm guarded, I don't trust people, I kind of learned to embrace who I am. And nobody's the same, but um, you have to be aware of yourself. Like if I'm aware that hey, I'm a pretty open, vulnerable person. Let me not try to squeeze that down, you know, and try to be this sort of guarded, closed off person. Let me embrace that, but let me embrace it with wisdom and like maturity, like, you know what I mean? And respect for myself because um, me opening up or being vulnerable or, you know, extra attentive or if I want to serve so much like with people, um, I have to be in, I have to be in a posture where like I'm healthy where I'm not doing these things to get things out of people, or I'm not acting this way because like, I feel like need this neediness or this kind of emptiness, but like I can discern and know when things are appropriate. And I think that's the biggest difference um, I see in how I deal with friendships and how I used to is because I used to just be like, who, like if anyone is in need, I am here. Right. <laughs> like, I was just like, you need a friend? I am that for you. Like you, you need a a servant. I am that for like, I was just like, whatever you need, I'm making these deep soul connections with anybody and everybody because like, I, I just want to be, you know, and then that made me feel really used. Mm -hmm. And, and that was no one else's fault, but myself, because I put myself in that position to be that way. Um, And so embracing my vulnerability and my openness, but just with boundaries and not in a sense where I'm making these boundaries out of like, I'm afraid, but making these boundaries um, be out, of, out of love. Like I, I love and respect myself and the time that God has given me. And I love and respect you. Um, and I trust my God. So I'm not, I'm not going to be in a position where, you know, just because there is this very deep need with this person who, who probably needs more than a friend, you know, needs like professional therapy and counseling I put myself in so many situations where I was that role and I was not qualified Mm -hmm. um but yeah just I don't know where I was going I like what you said about like thinking about what is the purpose of my vulnerability right now because sometimes when you're in the moment like you know you went out for coffee with a friend and then you're just starting to get really deep and so you share all this stuff and then you leave and you like never hang out with them again <laughs> now they know all of this stuff about you that like, right why did I share all of that and I think like 
you know, even with your closest friends, sometimes you have to think, what is the purpose of me sharing this right now? Is it for us to become closer? Is it because I want them to know me better? Is it because I want their opinions? Is it because um, I'm working through it and I need to talk about it? Or am I just talking the talk? Or am I just talking because there was a silence? Or because they shared, now I feel like I have to share, you know? like, um, And I, none of those are wrong you just have to be aware I think right and to know who the right people are to share those with because sometimes people can come back and hurt you with that stuff yeah like why did I tell you that if you were gonna throw it back and hurt me or like you know now they know my insecurity so if they're mad they can poke it you know and yeah you just you have to be careful and then also some people because they don't have that deep connection with you they can share that with other people and you can just get hurt easier Yeah. yeah I have a question. Yeah. How do you, I don't know if this is okay for me to ask questions. Um, but so I have a question for you. So how, what kind of boundaries do you put in place in your life with your friendships that you're aware of and that are specific to who you are? Like, how do you protect yourself? I wouldn't share things with somebody unless I felt like they really understand what I'm saying. Or if I feel like, the advice that they give would be the kind of advice I would want, you know? Um, because sometimes you share something with somebody and you're not even asking for advice, but they're going to give it anyways because they feel like they have to. It's not, you know, they're not trying to be mean. They're just like, they feel like they have to have something to say and sometimes it can just hurt. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, I just, I think I just know who to talk to about something and other people, even though they're still my really good friends, like, um no but that makes sense like very big you assess each person and then you kind of discern like I'm I'm safe to share these things with this person and that person I guess and I yeah I, I think I just know you know who my closest friends are and so and like that because that has stayed the same in my life for years so like the couple of people that I can like share everything with has been the same for a long time so to share when I have something to share those are the people I go to so then I don't have a need to share that with anybody else like you know I already talked about it I already dealt with it with my closer friends so I'm not gonna keep talking about it with multiple people you know um yeah yeah oh I think I was gonna say that you said that that summer that you were figuring that out I think was the same summer that I was figuring my probably I was neglecting everybody so (laughs) well it wasn't definitely wasn't just me (laughs) (laughs) no probably like people don't know but um that summer I had like a good summer in my mind when I came home and I had to deal with consequences I had to deal with real life situations every single relationship of mine was broken like in Kitchener every single one was like rocky and uncomfortable and I was like what's going on here and then on top of that my family so I was I had a, wor- a really bad year in uh, 2018 because I was so I think I just took a really hard look at myself and I was like what's wrong with you um you know and just analyzed it and saw my friends and like started to value and mend those relationships and I think that's why I'm so passionate about friendships and family because it's like I've 
it's like my experiences, you know, and it's like, okay. these people are valuable. But I, I think that summer I was, a lot was happening at once. And I was just trying to reach for everything and I let everything go. And I came back home and I was like, oh, every single meaningful relationship in my life is broken, like really bad. <laughs> and like, I think it was that it was my birthday where I felt so alone and oh. not like my birthday day. But like the moment I, it was um, 1159 to 12 and I was studying at UW and um, yeah, I remember this so clearly. I was studying at UW in like the study rooms upstairs and I was just by myself and I, I, I was by myself a lot of that term. I wasn't like talking to any of my friends and I was like, I finished my homework. I really didn't have homework to do, but I was like, I guess it's time to go home, but let me do this whole solitude thing and be by myself during my birthday because that's also something I like to do. But while I was doing that, and I was just talking to God, I also had a strained relationship with him. I was like, I feel so alone. That loneliness, it's like, I feel so alone and misunderstood and not protected. I feel like vulnerable in a bad way. Like there's no, there, I have no covering. Um, like, you know, and then the insecurities and the anxiety comes. It's like, nobody likes you. Nobody's really your friend, you know? And it's like, your close close friends don't even like you and um you know stuff at home isn't good and it was just like so much and I walked downstairs and I was getting on the bus stop and I think I turned off my phone or something or nobody texted me for happy birthday or whatever I don't know and I was on the bus ride home I was like crying um because I just felt like either I was crying on the bus ride home or when I got to my room because I just felt so broken you know and I was like God, I, I saw you do great things. I, I, I have so much faith in you and like, whatever. And then I got to the point where I was like, wow, maybe I'm the problem. Like, maybe it's me. I was like, what's up with all these other people, all these other factors? Like, what's wrong with her? What's wrong with, you know? And I was like, oh, I think I'm the problem. What's going on? And God just took me on this journey of like deep healing. Like he's like, all right, let's unpack. And I think when he started to do that in like, in turn, my relationships got better. My boundaries got better. Um, my self-respect got better because there was like this deep, like pain or trauma, like from like deep inside of me that I was never dealing with and resulted in me being this oversharer, being this like vulnerability addict. I don't know how you describe it. Being this person who needed all of these people and all these approval and then when God dealt with my root issues my relationships changed um because I changed I was like okay whoa what's going on here like it was I felt safe again you know um and I think like sometimes it it's um like well-meaning like you just want to be a good friend for everybody because you you genuinely care and love them all but nobody can sustain that and you you can definitely burn out from like friendships as much as you can with anything else because you're just trying to juggle it all and like text everybody and hang out and it's like you can't be that person for everybody you know yeah uh, exactly and sometimes it's okay to let friendships be not surface but like occasional or um not as deep or consistent as others like it's okay I think like um I forget when I said it but I'm like it's okay to have acquaintances like there's nothing negative about you know I, I have like people in my life who I've known for a long time but it's like our relationship is on an acquaintance level you know and it doesn't have to be 
like, well, we need, since we've known each other a year, we need to get to this level of deepness if you want to be in my life. And, you know, and, and some friends are seasonal and that's okay. Like, I feel like the label of friends, if it's not labeled friend, close friend, it gets a bad rap from a lot of people. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you wouldn't necessarily tell your friends just so you know, yeah. no, yeah, I'm not advocating for that either. I'm not over here like, hey, I'm classifying you as this for 2010. Yeah, but I do think with your close friends, with that inner circle, mm-hmm. it is important to have that conversation because maybe the two of you have different expectations for your friendships, mm. and we've talked about that too. Like just like, um, like with any relationship that is long lasting and deep, like you you have to be on the same page about some things like if that person is perceiving you as like an acquaintance (laughs) and you're like no you're my best friend like Mm -hmm. I would die for you (laughs) and they're like oh yikes like you know (laughs) maybe with your close friends it's important to have that that conversation with them and tell them like when you did feel hurt you know like when you felt neglected or like hey I feel like I put in the work or you know whatever that conversation looks like because again even if you know that they're in your inner circle and you tell them everything it doesn't mean you can't get hurt by them like you still have have a conversation yeah and and I think that's also like the mature thing to do because I think a lot of people get hurt from friends and I saw this on TikTok they're like everybody talks about you know when you break up with your boyfriend but no one talks about when you break up with your friend like that hurts more I've I've seen uh, another thing on TikTok what was it it was actually really relatable oh this is the tiktok or like the meme and it and it's like a picture of this girl and the caption says okay so you're gonna take your man back after five times but you're not gonna take me back as a friend and i started to laugh so hard (laughs) sometimes like we have more grace in like those like romantic relationships than we do with our friends that's so true yeah so i mean like it is a mature thing to do to have those conversations especially when you're hurt or be proactive and have them before and be like hey I mean it's always kind of I guess an awkward conversation to have and I feel like with observation you can kind of not necessarily have to have the conversation immediately but you can kind of see and discern and, and like observe and be like okay like like okay I can see how the way you by the way you treat me I can see how you view me in your life or by your lifestyle and how you operate it in your in your world I can see that I'm here and um right but but yeah feeling like you're gonna lose a friend or feeling like I need to end this friendship whatever like it it really hurts (laughs) it's really hard and I don't know like I don't know people because I feel like when people talk about ending friendships it's usually like a falling out yeah um or it's because that friend wasn't good for them like there's a Mm -hmm. a really clear oh yeah you need to end that friendship versus sometimes when it's like we're outgrowing each other or we're not we don't really have this we're not in the same place of life or like we don't value the friendship in the same way or whatever like those are the hardest to kind of let fizzle out and they're like it's just it can be uncomfortable you know well, and we've talked about, like, um, like when you make a new friend and you're kind of, like, guarded of, like, okay, what kind of friend, you know, like, how much do I hang out with them, you know, I don't know, because I, I feel like when you make a new friend, 
it's exciting, it's fun, you're like, this person is great. Yeah. And the honeymoon stage. <laughs> <laughs> straight up is a honeymoon phase. I'm telling you about it. We texting every day. I don't even text. <laughs> yeah, who am I? <laughs> who are you? Um, and I feel like I've become in the past few years, couple years, I don't know, I've been more aware of that, of like, okay, this is a new friend. Take it slow, <laughs> for lack of better words. <laughs> Love it. Just in the sense of like, how much do I share with them right off the bat, just because it's like a fun new person. And, you know, I'm like, oh, this is my friend, 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 new friend. Yeah. But, like, they're not that deep of a friend. Like, you know, you've only known each other for a month or a couple months or a week <laughs> or whatever. But just, I I think I just am very guarded <laughs> with new friends. And it, it doesn't mean that I don't like hanging out with them or have fun with them. But I just have in the back of my mind that, like, I don't want to, like, prioritize this new friend over my old friends. At this point, like, you know, I don't know. Because sometimes when you make new friends right away, you don't really feel like you're being yourself. But you kind of don't think about it because you're like, whatever, it's a new group, new me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now I can I can be, out, you know, I can be loud. I can be quiet. I can be studious. I can be whatever this group is like. <laughs> I can be friendly. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. My friends, uh, they used to say, they're like, oh, yeah, there's like a school, Hannah. And there's like a not school Hannah. Like, um, what are you talking about? There's like a Hannah and there's a Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, an important word you said in that was expectations. I think that's a big one. Like, um, like um, just sort of managing your expectations of newer friends. And I, I think people don't really give a lot of credit to time and like the fact that you know, long-lasting friendships will take time, like, time spent together and time just passing, because um, I'm definitely, like, a feeler type of person, and I think when I connect really well with, like, a friend, like, I like spending all that time with them, not in a sense to, like, disregard or replace, like, my close friends, but it's, like, this is new, this is exciting, right, like you said, that honeymoon phase, like, I want to this is so much fun. Oh, we have so much in common. Like, oh my gosh, like, let's hang out, like, next weekend, let's do it, and, like, um, I feel like that's only happened, like, a small number of times when it's someone I really, like, click with. Like, I guess someone I'm, like, really, you know, trying to be friends with, or I'm, like, oh, this is, this feels natural, but, um, even with that, I think it's important to manage your expectations. Um, yeah, I think I've been very much so, like, yeah it's it's expectations for me because I'm like oh I'm enjoying this this is great this is fun but like you know if you don't respond and like as you used to or or you just kind of go ghost for a bit or you you get busy um I might wonder like oh where'd you go but it won't be like because I don't know you as well I can't really like expect because I don't know how you act I don't know what your work life is or your family life so it's very much like okay well you know I guess they're busy and then moving on you know and then um yeah I feel like I'm that type of person where I can think of it like that because I, I feel like new and exciting things are like always fun um but then it gets to a point where like it gets deeper or whatever and you're like oh man like is this gonna be a long-term friend like is this going to be someone I actually need to like 
not fit into my schedule, but like someone I have to now consider. Like, oh, I have to calculate this person into my life now. Like, yeah, like, should I? I think also then when you have really new deep friendships and then they fizzle, sometimes they fizzle in just as fast as they fizzle out. Mm. And then you can feel like obligated or bad to try to keep it up. Like, we haven't seen each other in so long. Like, let's hang out. And obviously, it's okay to do that. It's okay to catch up with people. But if the intention is keeping up with them, not just like, we have to stay, like, you know, I don't want us to lose contact. And I don't know, sometimes you just have to be okay with letting friendships go. Yeah. And being like, you know what, they were such a great friend. Yeah. I wish them well. I hope that down the road, we can catch up. Like, I, I want to know what they end up doing. Mm-hmm. But I cannot put in so much effort to keep up with them every few months when probably not even that much, you know, <laughs> big stuff is changing. Like, I don't know. Sometimes yeah. you just kind of have to let go of being yeah. in the know with other people because they're, you know, think about all the people that are in the know in your life. And it doesn't have to be a lot. Like, I'm like, I don't need a lot of people in the know with my life. So I don't need to be in the know with a lot of other people, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> as you're speaking I was thinking about this phrase and I I wrote it on like my vision board of uh what was it 2020 at that time I think yeah and it was basically um it just said let it fall naturally and I'm this very big spokesperson of like just let it be natural like I don't like forced relationships forced friendships like something coerced like it's very much natural is like my vibe so like if things naturally occur and it feels natural to me I will feel more safe and so if this friendship is like a natural like um reciprocative (laughs) reciprocal symbiotic symbiotic but I guess like the the energy you put out is the energy they put out kind of thing um then let it just be natural and then I I think when like either one person is really trying to force it or and the other person isn't feeling it then at that point you should just kind of let it be gone but I also want to speak to like being intentional in relationships and and, like purposeful because um I do have like a couple friends in my life who I see maybe two times a year Mm -hmm. and like sometimes they live in the city sometimes they don't and like they're like amazing girls like I really do love them um, I am able to have uh, deep conversations. It's just a very edifying friendship. And um, we connect on our like little Facebook group. And, um, you know, sometimes we'll do Bible studies together. Sometimes we'll, you know, we have our little traditions like once or twice a year that we'll do. So it's not like a consistent communication thing, but it is very much so every time we talk, it's a catch up. And like, hey, I deeply care about you. You may not know what's like going on in my life, but like, I deeply care about you and I'm praying for you. You know, we wish we could see each other more, but you know, we all have lives. We all have jobs. We all have like other things going. So let's keep it like this. I feel like with, with all of it, with all the different types of friendships, like it's just, it's really important to remember to balance it out. (laughs) Because if, if all of your friends are super close or if all of your friends are twice a year <laughs> kind of friends or if all of your years are or friends are <laughs> bit, you know what I'm trying to say yeah. you just you have it's so important I think for people to have those close friends that they can count on that are you know 
yeah. one in a million. You only have a couple, maybe one person that you know you can go to, talk about anything. It's never weird between you two. Like, it's never forced. It's natural. Um, and then outside of that, you just have to balance how many people you have that you're trying to keep up with or how many new friends you let come and go. And, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even, like, adding to the balance, like, um, let's throw in uh, the relationship of, like, mentor as well. Mm. Because I feel like we're speaking from a position where we've been the ones either initiating or serving, like, a sort of friend. But we also have to allow the relationships in our lives where you might have, like, an older sister or someone who's taking an interest in you and who's, like, initiating you, like, Mm -hmm. in pursuing you. I think even having that balance where you're, like, either the lead in this friendship or being led in that friendship or this kind of symbiotic equal like vibe. That's I think true. this we, we talked about like being that person for somebody else and not needing to confide back in them, but also to be okay. If, if that's somebody, if you have somebody like that for you, who you confide in, but they don't necessarily confide back in you. Cause mm-hmm. especially when I was younger, that bothered me when I was oh. like, I tell you everything. Why, why won't you tell me this? <laughs> And it was like, chill, like, <laughs> you can't make me tell you, I don't know, it definitely comes with maturity, <laughs> yeah. but, um, yeah, that, like, it's okay to have people that you trust that you go to when you need help, but they don't have to come to you when they need help, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's all about, you know, your expectations and understanding and in conclusion, um, careful who your friends are. <laughs> not what this was about watch your back <laughs> don't make new friends yeah shut the door to new friends guard your heart <laughs> guard your heart in conclusion thanks for listening to the podcast guys um <laughs> thanks to my little tea bags i'm really gonna start using that yes shout out to all the tea bags out there for oh tuning God. in I'm your biggest tea bag. <laughs> steep me, steep me. <laughs> <So weird. laughs>